You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to In the Open with America and Teresa. Hi, everyone. Today, we are going to talk about building confidence. If you did not check in last week, we talked about trusting yourself, which we said was foundational to building confidence, but slightly different. Totally. Trusting yourself is saying, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I'm going to be okay. Building confidence. It's getting to the place of saying, I'm going to rock this. It's going to be awesome. I hate confidence. Yeah. What does it feel like? Is it too um too sunshiny and rainbowy for you, Teresa? I know. Are you asking me how much anxiety or uncomfortableness <laughs> I feel right now? Definitely more than trusting myself, which tells me that I don't like it. Yeah. And when I'm not good, yeah. I can tell I'm even worse about putting myself out there in that confident way. So like mm-hmm. in our job, I have to go talk to people and stuff. And that's one way where I know, man, my confidence is not great, where I just want to be a wallflower. Mm. We spent a one whole holiday party where I didn't talk to anybody. I just was trying to run away into a corner. I think for me, this space is is much more natural to to sit in. Can you fake confidence? Are you saying you can fake confidence and that's why it's easier than trusting yourself? I can. Like it's not. Yeah. A, it is kind of faking it because you're like you're gonna fake it till you make it. You and you believe it. Like mm. because the moment requires you to step up and there's like nobody else could do this thing and you're like all right you grin and bear it you just gotta go through it so I think part of that has helped to build some of the confidence that I have be like you remember that time that you weren't truly truly confident and look you basically pretended and it was all right (laughs) oh interesting you know how do you know you're confident? Because you just tell people you're great and then you're great? No, I think it comes from one of the, is that trust, right? Like you trust yourself. You're like, yeah, I'm going to be okay. The next, the next phase of that is being able to say to yourself, look, I can do this thing. It may not turn out perfect, but I, I can do it. Okay. When you tell yourself that you're confident, you just go for stuff. Do you believe it? Sometimes. I do believe it. Yes. And does believing it, is that what's required for having that external projection of confidence? Because for me, the only way to externally portray confidence is to dissociate. I just go somewhere else and I and I tell myself, you better go up there and do this job, even though it's scary. Like, you got to go talk to people, just step somewhere else and just go and be another person. Yeah. You're you're doing what I'm saying. You're like you're embracing this idea of pretending whatever it is that you you want to personify, you're going to show it because that's the only option that you have. And with that comes a learned skill that I think naturally you will get to this place of of for me this this how it worked. You remember that time? You had zero confidence, you went out and did it. And it turned out okay. So similarly to what you kind of talked about when you were talking about trust, how I don't always know that it's going to turn out okay, but I, you know, you trust that it's going to be okay. That no what matter what say? happens, I, I'll probably figure out how to recover from it. 
Like, if, yeah, it's if like I you're catastrophizing, stupid. right? You're like, worst case yeah. scenario. Yeah, this thing sucks. It stinks. I did a <laughs> crappy job, but you did it. And then with that comes this idea. Well, let's look. Let's break it down and look at the actual things that happened. Yeah. Okay, a couple things I know in my brain, another mind trick I've used is I tell myself, you're not confident, you're just competent. I have not used that <laughs> trick, but I understand. I don't it. think I I don't think I do it. It's part of the the feeling of stress that you have to do something. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't feel confident, I just say, you have to go do this and you are not incapable of just doing your job. So so just okay. do your job, you know, like the bar for doing your job is generally pretty basic. So show up, even if you don't mm-hmm. show up, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I think is really interesting because to build confidence, you just have to try. Right. Because if you don't try anything, we get to where you're saying, which is where you fail. And I think failing is where I've built the most confidence. All the negative stuff happened. But I'm still here. So that, I mean, that makes sense. So all of this process, when we're trying to figure out if we're actually confident, we're not confident, we may be competent, we're able to do whatever, and then you actually have to do the thing. One of the things that has worked well is when I share this doubt with someone and I'm like, oh my God, I have to do this thing and I don't think I can do it. Generally, that other person will say, why, dude? You can totally do it. You did this thing. You did that thing. Look, you you can talk about this. And the things that you forget that you have been able to do before, if somebody else presents it to you, it becomes another viable option. You're like, oh, I did that's that. how you know you have a good friend because a good friend pumps you up. Yeah. I think a bad, not a bad, but like, like an unhealthy, unhelpful friend <laughs> tears you down. Which you're like, yeah, dude, you should bail because you're not going to be. <laughs> I mean, are they helping you because they're being honest and they're like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't I know. Think it depends. See? I think it depends. But, you know, with that comes this idea that sometimes when we're in our head so much, we forget that we are actually capable of doing things, even if it is a low, low bar, right? I got up today. I am presenting myself to the world in whatever way that looks like. And I'm going to try to go and move forward. That's the first beginning steps. And when I say failure, there is flat falling on your face failure. Mm -hmm. And then there are little things in life that just tear you down. And like recover from tearing you down, right? Which is where people talk about, are you able to receive constructive criticism? Mm -hmm. How I have received feedback tells me whether or not or how much confidence I – do you think that's true? Like how much confidence I have is kind of tied to how I feel about my ability to recover from criticism? Sometimes. I don't know that that's always true because – in like a work situation or a school situation, I could I could kind of understand that. But in like personal stuff, like family situations, family relationships, intimate relationships, handling criticism is totally different or handling feedback is totally different. Okay. Or is that because you don't feel confident 
in your relationships with your family? No. Or like, or you don't feel confident in who you are in the context of yourself and your family? No, I think. Oh, interesting. Okay. What 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 comes immediately is that your family and the people that you are most close to and are like have revealed yourself to, right? Yeah. Know all of the insecurities that exist. Yeah. So in that it's like they have a better vision of the entirety of your person. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit, right? Like they they're pulling some of that confidence. Yeah, they're more likely to point out the things that really right. hurt, right? Yeah. When yeah. I think about when I when I say something to my family member about what they do, it's not you you can't write this paper. It's like you're a bad listener. That was <laughs> something we gave somebody feedback. It was so harsh. It was like you hurt me because you're a bad listener. And I could tell that my family member didn't feel confident because like even as we're going through the process, you can tell somebody's choking up. They're like mm. they're withdrawing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think those distinctions are important, right? In Maybe it is easier to burst the confidence bubble with intimate and family relationships because of how much more vulnerable we allow ourselves to be in those spaces. Yeah. And and different ways of being a better person because mm-hmm. it's one thing to have confidence and build your skills around your job and building confidence. Mm-hmm. But with mm-hmm. your family or your friends or your partners, they're like building a better you. Yeah. It's like you can write a phenomenal paper. I want you to show up as a real person and yeah. listen. I totally Damn, get you. dude. Yeah. yeah. So with the flip side of trusting yourself as denial of avoidance, what's the flip side of confidence? Complete insecurity. Defensiveness. Yeah, totally. Which feels like anger. When somebody tells you something that's hard to hear and you feel mm-hmm. angry, and is there fear in that? Yeah, right? Yeah, there is fear. Fear, There's fear. fear is underneath defensiveness and mm-hmm. anger. The, anger there, the fear is tied fear. to insecurity. Fear is tied to uh, the vulnerability. The fear and the anger is is what is the emotion that's underneath the defensiveness, which is the action, which is like the desire to lash out. When we started talking about confidence, my brain was definitely thinking about all the stupid ways that in society we think about confidence, like showing up on social media and like looking good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I feel you. But for me, confidence is showing up as who you are. For me, that's confidence. Being able to really show myself as who I am without all like the filters and the shadows and all that stuff and being completely honest, be like, this is it. Yeah, this is it. Well, how do you deal with when you don't know who you are? You got to try different things out. Yeah. You don't figure that out in just like five minutes and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is who I'm going to be. No, all of the things that we experience um, ultimately guide us down different pathways where we make decisions. And we're like, yeah, that's not really who I want to be. Yeah. Let me go back, back up. Let me take another roadway. Right. And you go exploring that. I do know that you're right intellectually. That there's a bit, there's a lot around confidence about being comfortable in your own skin and being mm. proud of who you are. And I think maybe that's where I'm also struggling with is when you don't spend enough time asking yourself, like, who are you? Mm. Then 
it's been easier for maybe this is why I struggle with confidence, right? Because it's like, okay, well, who are you? <laughs> what does it mean to be comfortable in my own skin? Right. Like I get to the only way I'm comfortable or confident that way is just to mirror what everybody else is like at a social party. Right. But you're not being yourself. You're just mirroring. So is the question. But that's an effective coping mechanism in a party. (laughs) But I think when you show up as your most true self, that helps people really see all of what what reality is. Yeah. Well, so that's interesting because then I can say that I'm only ever really confident around a few people, maybe even just one or two people. I think you're confident around more people than one or two, but I do understand the notion of what you're saying that you've limited how many people you're truly confident around. Yeah, because when we first started talking about confidence, I thought of it as a an action. Mm-hmm. Or a behavior, but you're saying it's a state of personhood. You're saying that being confident is something that's internal. It's, and you know what's funny? Because going full circle back to the idea of is confidence saying I'm great with the, with the few people that I have in my brain who I'm saying, oh, with you, I am my true, genuine self, like mm-hmm. 100%. With them, I can say to you, I am great because I am great even with my flaws. Which which really right. pulls at this notion of perfectionism or like this idea or notion that confidence is like this grand, perfect, beautiful thing. Right. And and you're kind of saying you're helping me flush through this idea <laughs> that it's not. Not at all. It's not because if it, it's not like you're going to get to this place that it's like marked by 100%, right? Like the 100% being like, that's it. You've reached ultimate confidence. Bam. I know, but you know that that's what society puts in your brain. Totally. That's why I've thought about this. Because I think of when I think of confidence, I think of social media stars or people who go on and make VHSs of themselves on like whatever. Like, I don't know, you know, the, the whole this notion. Can we go back to that? <laughs> a DVD or whatever, a video. I think... Because it's so uncomfortable, you have to create this space between what you you personify, right? And you're like, yes, I'm showing up and this is who I am. And then this other internal space that's very safe and you've only shown to a few people, which I think is totally okay and totally natural to be like, the person you see right here before you only like seven people in the world actually know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Well, okay. So this is interesting, a question for you around confidence, because we turn everything back to kind of mental health. But you know, I think in mental health, we often learn to mask. This is the phrase that mm-hmm. we all learn. We learn to cope and put our other self forward so that people are comfortable with us. And it's true that that's a big part of where I think if I can say, well, I am great, like, the people who know me in that way are also very comfortable with the sadness mm-hmm. that I have, which we're trained to not be sad. Right, because it, it hurts. It's uncomfortable for other people. Yeah. It makes it really hard to be confident when it's not defensiveness I'm dealing with. It's that I'm masking sadness or anxiety or paranoia. Yeah, but I think that gets into this this other space of navigating while you're continuing to 
to grow into who you are. The, the confidence aspect, building from this place of trust, right? Like I trust that what I'm doing is good for me. I trust in the decisions that I'm making and, and the moves that I'm making. Then confidence comes into this place like, I may not always be able to show up and be 100%, but I trust that I'm going to be able to show up and I believe in the fact that I can do it, even a tiny bit. And then I can pretend the 10, the, the 90% of pretending and the 10% that I believe in that ultimately will grow over time to be able to get you to a place of saying, yeah, dude, I can do these things. I am yeah. a good person. When I say X thing, I, I follow through with what it is. And that confidence then seeps out into other spaces of your life. Yeah. It's just really hard. Like if I'm having an episode, (laughs) if I'm having an episode, like I don't have, I don't have trust in myself and Mm -hmm. I don't have confidence. I don't. And then the only thing to do is hide, which is why I think a lot of people sleep. I mean, besides the fact that depression literally makes you sleep, you know, it's just like, you know, people don't want to be around you. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to isolate than try to fake it. How do you get out of that? I mean, besides taking your meds and like doing what's right, let let me think through this, right? Like how do I think about building – because building confidence in the context of myself and my identity and over time and life development, we've kind of talked about that. What does it look to build confidence around an illness? Part of it is is being able to own the space that you're in and say, for instance, okay, yeah, I live with depression. That's part of my experience. That's part of my existence. But that's not completely who I am. So setting that aside, you are still confident in who you are as a person. Even if your experience is colored by that illness. Yeah, maybe I'm. I mean, you're kind of saying you're kind of giving me the workaround, which maybe be maybe is the only answer. You know, in the end, it's like if I had diabetes, I couldn't think myself into good sugar (laughs) body activity, right? When it comes to depression and anxiety and paranoia and all the other stuff that happens in our brains, like I can't talk myself into having confidence. I have to just acknowledge that when I'm in a tough spot, it's not going to be there. Right. And that's okay. That's the decision that you can trust and be confident in. But also know that it's going to be okay because life has taught us that through multiple episodes, it does, it ends. Yeah. And maybe that's what I can have confidence in, that it ends, like the episode ends and and like colors come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel better, you know. So closing thoughts. Yeah. I would say for building confidence, it's okay if you pretend for a little bit. Let that pretending build you up. If you're faking it, it's okay. Yeah. But what is confidence? To say that one is great? I think, okay, so what I've come out from this whole conversation is that confidence is a state of mind and it's an event. I can be confident at a specific event. And that's where faking it till you make it to just do the job is good because just try. Mm -hmm. But through that action, what you learn to do is to be comfortable in your own skin and to know that who you are with all of your strengths and all of your weaknesses 
is still really cool. And that's hard. But I think if I look at America, I'm like, that looks cool where you're at. I want to be there. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. All right, folks. See you next week.